Dude, I fucking love that. That was, I, it's just, I, I remember where I was based on the name of that. I think I was dog sitting, and this was when I was in between places, because it's just called Two Dog Idea Two. <laughs> so I was dog sitting two dogs. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, there's something there. That That's that's usable. That one. On every iPhone, there's an app called Voice Memos. It's a super simple audio recorder, basically a modern-day dictation machine. All you get is a red record button and the internal microphone on the phone. Simple as that. For many people, this app probably sits dormant in the utility folder next to the Compass app. But for many musicians, this is where their ideas live. I am no exception, and neither is my guest, Brian Dalamale. When I first started writing songs, I was under the impression that songwriters just kept everything in their head. Obviously, this is impractical, but I just thought if whatever lyric or guitar riff I was writing was any good, then I should be able to remember it. So what's the point of writing anything down? But after losing a few great song ideas to my own naturally faulty human memory, I started to realize the benefit of not only note-taking, but recording little audio demos of songs. For me, voice memos has become a necessary tool in my songwriting process. If I have an idea, I record a little bit of it. Then I'll listen to it a bunch of times and I begin forming the arrangement for the song, as well as adding vocal melodies and maybe even beatboxing drum parts to try to get a sense of the percussion. This is what I did before I was really even using a DAW. Honestly, you can actually get pretty far just composing using a notebook and voice memos. These little demo recordings become very important and sometimes they even make their way into the finished song. I'm not just speaking specifically about the app Voice Memos at this point, because there are many ways to make demo recordings, and Voice Memos is nothing new. It's maybe slightly more convenient than popping a tape into a handheld recorder, but it's virtually the same thing. With musicians like Daniel Johnston, Lou Barlow, the microphones, there was some attention brought to the raw emotion and energy of a shitty demo recording. I'm chained to the wall. There's something very musical and intriguing about handheld tape demos as well as voice memos. So when me and my guest Brian originally jumped on Zoom to begin writing our song, we were kind of like, why don't we just look through some voice memos and see if we can find anything cool? And sure enough, we both found some old demos that we had forgotten about, and we began writing. Brian Dalamale is my guest today. I first heard about him because of his solo project, Frosty Palms. It's just some really, really good, well-written, well-recorded indie rock. But Brian has been in various other bands as well. He's currently in the Chicago band Ivy Die, and they are also really freaking great. But Brian does not live in Chicago. He actually lives in Austin, Texas. And Brian and his bandmates have been recording over Zoom the last year. So lucky for me, I stumbled upon someone who is already experienced with the quirks of writing and recording over Zoom. So let's get right into it.
how did our recording session start? Uh, we we definitely talked about things musically that we were both kind of into as just to kind of like get maybe some ideas flowing about, you know, when it comes to actually being like, here's a song, like what things to do based on what we talked about. But I think it started with voice memos. Uh, I think I sent a bunch. Or I went through mine and tried to find something that you liked and you sent me a bunch of bits. And the song, the structured song portion, I believe mostly came out of a voice memo I had that then you took, added like an extra section to and put in kind of a form. And uh, then I smashed a keys thing that you did in the front of it. Pretty quickly, we had formed a solid structure and vocal melody that we both felt pretty good about. And it was exciting because this was a truly collaborative song, because we had each written important little elements and we both played off of each other's ideas. It was like his ideas were being translated through my brain and my ideas were being translated through his brain. Yeah, totally. Uh, I kind of like that. It's like we're like digesting something and then like spitting it back out and then like repeating until like we've kind of whittled it into a thing. Our goal for the first session was to get a scratch track going to play along with. So now we had to start really recording. First we made our session and planned out the click and where the choruses and the verses and such would be. And Brian was like a wizard with Logic Pro. He quickly whipped up a beautifully organized session. He recorded some guitar and then we called it a day after that. Both me and Brian are pretty busy so we just decided to email back and forth for the rest of the song. But this ended up being kind of cool because we put a lot of that crucial collaboration up front and now we could just each have fun on our own with it and add whatever feels good. Man, those drums sound great. What was the process of recording that? I mean, I was on a bit of a time crunch, so I tried to do it as efficiently as possible. I just like set up the kit in my bedroom. I had an idea for what I wanted to do for certain parts of the song already. And then I basically just set it up and like played through the song a whole bunch of times to get the sound right and like try playing it, you know, and then after doing a bunch of takes where it's like mostly garbage, but I'm like feeling out the sections and learning the song. So I was kind of learning it, you know, on drums while recording it. I like then went back and was like, okay, this is the part I'm trying to play now that I've figured that out. Do it a bunch of times and then kind of comp it together so that it's like the best bits of it all. When I got this bounce from Brian, I was feeling pretty inspired by it, so I just started writing lyrics because it was hard for me to add anything without the vocal part sort of mapped out. I remembered Brian mentioning using the phrase red tomato word soup, sort of meant to describe what it's like when you're introverted and you've had to be social all day, whether that be at work or whatever. Your words just come out word soup. The red tomato part of it is interesting though. I honestly just realized that that came out of a conversation that we had about a rotoscoped tomato red Alex Jones. Yeah, from from Linklater's depiction of a pre uh like con artist 
Alex Jones in uh, the movie Waking Life. We were only inspired by the mere image of a tomato red Alex Jones. He's an idiot, but it was just some dumb conversation we were having, and it ended up in the song somehow. I feel like a lot of stuff like that uh, was incorporated a lot in my early days in bands where I was like, you know, a lot of like inside jokes or things like that got baked into songs, which is something that's kind of like fallen out lately. Uh, but I kind of miss that where it's like some joke of ours, like will make it into a lyric or a song title or like something like that. And it ends up being fun to remember. And like, it actually works too, but it's almost like this thing where it's like, you know, it's all a shared kind of thing. Yeah, totally. It's what makes writing songs with other people really fun. So then I wrote up some lyrics. They're pretty much about the same sort of thing, being a really introverted person. Brian and I definitely share that in common. But now I had lyrics, and I was just playing around with different things. And somehow I ended up plugging a toy microphone into my Korg MS-20 and just got the weirdest vocal sound ever. Super processed, but like I almost, you know, we probably talked about this too, like I can pick up on some of the lyrics and I know that there's stuff in there from what we talked about, but it just sounds right. And honestly, when it comes to vocals, it's like that matters so much more most of the time, you know? The, the texture of the vocals and stuff fits in the song. And it's not a pop song with Pristine in the front vocals where you hear all the diction, so it like doesn't matter, you know, like what, what it is. Before we recorded the song, we did agree on two conditions that we had to follow. One being mine, that I had to put a Jay Mascus guitar solo somewhere in there. And Brian would have to use his brand new drum kit with two floor toms and do some cool drum fills and stuff. These two ideas really became this one particular section in the song. Yeah, I went I went linear drumming on it because I'm kind of just super into that and also it's like easy for the most part to like write out quickly. Um not the most interesting linear drum part by any stretch of the imagination, but um right, but it turned out to be a really cool section, I think. I think uh it added a lot to the song. And I had multiple goals. Again, I was recording my brand new drum set with two floor toms. So I was like, what better than a linear drum section for me to make use of both of my floor toms, you know, like, so. What else should we add to the song? Like, what is it missing? So the first thing is I think it's really missing, like, just a solid bass instrument. We originally discussed it not having an electric bass. But after hearing that and there already kind of being a low bass synth sort of thing in a lot of it, I think I am going to record a bass guitar just to fill out the low end and like make sure that there's something really holding it down back there. Time allotting, I want to experiment on the bass with doing kind of like the Motown bass things in sections just because I've been really getting into how fucking incredible. I think it's James Jam Jamerson of, of like every Motown like record. So time allotting where I can learn a part to imitate that sort of style um, 
I might, otherwise I'll probably just lay down something easy that I can do, um, because part of that style is being really fucking good at bass, which I'm not quite at yet, so, uh, that's the main thing I definitely have to do, um, I wanted to double some of those keyboard lines with, like, fuzzy guitar in the verses, I also wanted to just add, like, auxiliary percussion, that's always, like, just a really good thing that can just make sections really pop, just tambourine shaker, simple stuff, but, like, it's kind of wild how much that can add. Those are probably like the core things. And then extra stuff I had was try adding my own weird guitar bits. I've been trying to get back into using my Digitech Whammy as a way to make weird guitar solos. I'm thinking about that for the new Frosty record because there's a couple of sections where it really needs like, they feel like guitar solo sections, but I don't want to do guitar solos. So if I can find a way to voice a guitar solo where it's like kind of more of a noisy thing. So I want to get back into experimenting with that. So I wanted to use that as a bit of an excuse to try seeing how I can use the whammy to make a fucked up non-solo solo. Well, if you need any tips and tricks with that, I am also a whammy pedal user. And one of my favorite things to do is to just play guitar and then spin the knob in the middle and it'll just kind of go round and round and change the pitch like crazy i have not tried that you've never tried it. that sounds wild um it literally sounds like an arpeggiated synth that is so cool i will have to try that i'm nervous that i will like it and never be able to replicate it the right way live but uh yes i want to try that but yeah that and then if time uh throw some background vocals in there but primarily like my main two things i've got to do is like get bass in there get some auxiliary percussion in there so at least it's filled out like that um and then try adding some like garnishes to like the stuff that you added where it's like doubling in a different voice or something like that and then just some production things you know in in mixing hey this is owen from the future i interviewed brian before we finished the song and the song is now completed, and I'm very excited to show you, but first I just wanted to talk about how fun it was recording with Brian. I feel like I learned a lot. We both have a kind of different process for recording. I'm very loosey-goosey with stuff. In a lot of ways, I'm kind of winging it. But I do that on purpose because in a way I think it totally shapes the style of my songwriting and production, and it's just the way I like to work. Writing a song in no particular structure or writing while recording I don't really plan much, which also has a lot of limitations. I can't do things very quickly or efficiently. I waste a lot of time. Brian is much more of a planner. He's very well organized. He makes sure to get really solid takes, and it totally shapes the style of his songwriting and his production. It also made the whole process really smooth. We wrote out the song ahead of time and planned on an arrangement, and I think we totally got it to work. All of the stuff that Brian talked about doing, he did all of it, and he did it wonderfully. Everything from his Motown-esque bass playing to a perfectly tasteful and impactful tambourine and shaker part. He even did some of that weird, noisy guitar stuff that we were talking about.
Man, these stems sound really cool by themselves, but they also just sit really nicely in the mix and are just these subtle yet distinct flavors, as Brian put it when I was recording. He calls these flavors, and it's true. When you really spend time on capturing a specific flavor, the mix just shines. Brian also did a great job on mixing and mastering this track, so it was very exciting to hear that. So I think I've hyped it up enough. How about we listen? This is Red Tomato Word Soup. You can find Brian's music at frostypalms.bandcamp.com, and you can find him on Instagram at frostypalms. I highly recommend that you give his albums a spin also. His production style and songwriting is super tight and just really creative. He recently put out a B-Sides and Rarities album with a bunch of demos and stuff. He also put out a live album that he did before quarantine, so I would highly recommend checking that out as well. You can also find my band's music at paddlefish.bandcamp.com. You can find my band on Instagram at paddlefishband. And for more information about this podcast and my music, you can find me at own.ey on Instagram. This podcast is released on Aluminum Boy Records. It's a label that me and my dad started to do small releases for music and art that we like. 
You can find us at aluminumboyrecords.com. This is the Songshare Wisdom System. My name is Owen Mysterovich. Thank you for listening. Thank you.